I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9 to fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our 9 to fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chelsea. How are you? I'm so excited to always join you. I just feel like I'm talking to one of my good friends and I'm excited to connect with you and talk all things, what we're predicting, what we're seeing for the upcoming year, which is right around the corner. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, the feeling is mutual. I'm always excited when we get when we get a chance to chat and you always have so many great insights to share. Um, so let's just start off with a quick recap on 2021 and like some of the big things we saw and how we think that's going to influence us in 2022. Cool. I feel like there were so many updates in 2021. I actually just stopped listing them or writing them down because it, at least on Instagram, where you and I spend so much of our time, there was at least five updates a week minimum. And, and some of them were really big. Some of them were super impactful and some of them, you know, were small little things, but I was overwhelmed with the number of updates this year. Were you? Yeah, I was. And, and I wonder if you feel this way too. And I guess you do. Cause you kind of mentioned, but it's almost like you can't teach on the specific functionality as quickly as they roll out improvements and changes. It's no. almost impossible. Well, because everybody has different buttons. Everybody yeah. has, you know, there's a test account here. There's a test account there. What you're seeing is different than what I'm seeing. You don't have what I just mentioned that I had. So it is very frustrating. Um, what I will say is I think the the biggest trend, and and I, I basically just call it the new normal. It's not even a trend anymore, um, was Instagram Reels, of course. That was the big one on, on the gram. And they rebranded IGTV, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of that. I mean, that was kind of like not anything like super exciting. I think for me, the two biggest things, I'm going to say three biggest things for Instagram reels, of course, Mm -hmm. as that was taking off and we were learning how to use those. Now, obviously that's been a huge trend over on TikTok for, for years, but it really, really changed how people were using Instagram and how they were consuming it. And it, it changed a lot of strategies. I'm not sure for positive or or negative, but changed a lot of strategies around um, growth in and content creation and then I think the next thing that just came out and I'm very excited about, and I'm really looking forward to using this in 2022 is the collab function because I'm like, can you imagine if you and I collabed on Instagram, we have 
ideal audiences and we know each other's community. And I just think that's such a great, easy way for, for two accounts to, to actually collaborate without having to do a shout out or a tag or a takeover. So I love that. Are you excited about the collab thing? I'm super excited about it. I need details. I don't actually know a lot about it because I haven't heard a lot of chatter. Okay. Well, let me tell you, well, let me get to my third thing first. So yes. the third thing that I thought was really cool. I mean, I love that Instagram is working on answering questions or their CEO answers questions that come in through the DMS and being more transparent and how things work. So that was really helpful confirming for a lot of us who've been in, you know, the social media industry. Um, some things I wasn't so sure about, I mean, you know, the hashtag thing where they're like, it's three to five hashtags. I'm like, okay, like, let me, let, let's just dissect all this, which, um, I love that they talked about ranking and how content is sorted and served because while the, I don't think there's a magic bullet, while I don't think that, you know, trying to hack your way or, you know, understand the algorithm and all the things in it, ultimately showing up and, and talking to your ideal customer and creating a relationship. I mean, that's always going to win out. Um, but understanding these little aspects of what the computer is looking for, the data points, does help you create sort of a guideline or a template that you can then repeat and kind of optimize for that. So I enjoyed the transparency. I enjoyed them talking about all of the things that came with the algorithm and how search ranks content and sorts through it so that we can kind of work smarter, not harder, if you will. So those are my three things, but I know we can go back to the collab. You're going to love this. Okay. So this reminds me, I don't know if you ever did this. Were you a Snapchat user at all? Briefly. Briefly. Okay. Yeah. So I was a heavy Snapchat user. And really the only way that you could connect and find other people in Snapchat was like a follow Friday or a shout out or a takeover. And so that was really cool because you got to collaborate with people and they would kind of take over your account. And usually it would be somebody sort of with the same maybe interest or something that compliments. Mm -hmm. And it was a closed environment at the time. So you really couldn't find anyone. It's not like Instagram where you can discover people through keywords and all of that. Uh, so what it was kind of hard though. So that's how we grew and it was great. We really liked and connected with those accounts because they were of the interest or the audience that we were looking for. Um, so you really haven't been able to do that very easily on Instagram. You can tag people, of course, but unless I'm tapping on the picture, sometimes I miss it. Um, and there wasn't really a way for two separate accounts to make one piece of content. So we could make a reel or a feed post. And now at the top of it, it's going to say both of our account names. And not only does it say both of our account names, it goes to both of our profiles and gets all of the love um, in total. So we were just kind of talking about sharing, you know, content and, and that's kind of limiting. And then you don't get the the metrics if somebody's you know right. recording it and repurposing it. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to make it a lot easier for people to collaborate. And I think it's going to be an excellent way to grow a very targeted community of people who are very interested in what your topic is. I love that. So um, might be a silly question. Does one person initiate the post and then the other allows permission? Mm -hmm. to be, okay. I think when you go into the tagging section, I haven't done it yet, but I've seen it. You go into the tagging section, um, you click on tag and then there's the normal tag and then there's invite collaborator. You click on that. And I assume you type in that person's handle. Then what they get is a notification that says 
Stephanie has invited you to collaborate, yes or no. And you can click yes or no if you wanted to. And then it's going to go out and post. Now, the other cool thing is that let's say I'm collaborating with you, but I only want to collaborate for a certain amount of time. I can actually go back into that post and say, okay, I'm done with this collaboration and it will still live on your feed, but maybe it's not going to be on, on mine anymore. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting. There's a lot of interesting aspects of that. And I think what that really boils back down to is understanding like the core of your brand as like a real estate professional in this context that we're speaking of. Right. Because so often, like we say, we get the questions of like, what am I supposed to post or what do I post if I don't have listings or what do I post if I'm a new client and I don't have anything to share yet? You're not supposed to be talking about the product anyway. You're supposed to be talking about like the the community aspect, the things to do. And one thing that I've always loved is being able to collaborate with other professionals, um, other business owners, other influencers in your market to be able to leverage their audience, but also to have something more substance to actually Mm -hmm. share. And that is a perfect vehicle. Now that you're actually saying this, I can't believe it's taken this long for them to implement something like that. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Where has this been? I mean, you would think that like, that would be such a draw to creators or people who want to collaborate. It makes so much sense. And I, I, I'm excited about it. And I feel like it didn't get a lot of fanfare. Like I know they announced it, but I feel like you know, there's probably still a lot of people who are listening and watching. They're like, Oh, I I didn't even know that that was a thing now. And I don't even know if everybody has it because when I talked about, I think it was a week or two ago, there were people that still said, Oh, I don't, I don't have that option in my tagging. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, but I don't know if it's completely rolled out. Um, yet I'm not sure. I believe I do. And, and if, anyone who's listening to this does like go check. And if you do that to me screams opportunity and it's so much more simple because I was kind of piecemealing this in my strategy when I started doing this in like 2016, 2017, building my audience. And I would do the thing where (laughs) it's spammy now. Now it's like the thing you don't want to do, but like you tag anyone that you want to be like associated with, or you do the hashtags or whatever on your stories and on your posts. And the hope is that you get reposted or at least get some kind of like attention from them. Right. You don't really want to do that now, but it's also really clunky. And that's a lot of legwork. It used to take me a lot of time to implement all that tagging and all that like weird stuff that today you don't even want to do. And so this is a perfect way to get a high leverage piece of content out and double, triple, even quadruple your reach just with one post. Yeah. So I'm excited. I I haven't played with it yet, but, um, I, I knew they were testing it. I, I read somewhere probably, um, on Twitter, there's an amazing um, account that has like a, a must have some sort of back end <laughs> and shows all like the things that are being tested. And I remember thinking, oh, I hope they roll that out. That is going to be such a great test or uh, such a great uh, feature. They should not test it. They should launch it. So I'm excited they did. I love that. We should do a collab to share yeah. about the feature. <laughs> yeah. So we should do a collab for sure. <laughs> So, so for reels, I think reels really like found their way in Instagram. It's a mainstay. It's not going anywhere. Um, how do you think the last, cause now it's been about 13, 14 months since it's been rolled out to the U S how do you think that went in terms of changing 
everything on Instagram? Cause I think it changed a lot. I do. I think it really changed a lot. Um, just from my anecdotal experience, I can tell you that I find myself going more to reels. Um, I always go to stories, but I find myself going more to reels now than, than even the main feed or the explore tab. Um, so it definitely has trained my behavior. Um, it certainly has made me want to see short, more short form content, bingeable content as, as my friend Giselle Ugardi would say. Um, and so it really has changed my consumption behavior. And that's interesting because I was, you know, I, I was expecting it to, and I thought, oh, I already, I'm aware of this. So it's not going to train me, mm-hmm. but it did. <laughs> and, um, so I think it's really interesting. And like you said, it's a mainstay now. Of course, what I've noticed, maybe what you've noticed too, is um, that the views that I, you know, we had in the very beginning are are not there usually for the majority of videos now, and they've kind of gotten more, I think, um, more appropriate expectations. You know, to to get like five hundred thousand views on a video is kind of wow, you know. So that was happening a lot at the very beginning, and. Um, I think that they have definitely evolved it. They're definitely trying to uh, compete with TikTok. They've actually said TikTok is an incredible product and we are competing with it. Um, You know, I think a lot of people probably have been asking, should I abandon other content or other formats? And I, and I still think that there's, you know, a reason for all, all the things, um, People still enjoy the feed. People still like carousel posts. People still like imagery. People still want to see video, uh, longer form video. They want to read. So there's really something for everyone, which can sometimes feel overwhelming because Instagram has all these platforms and, and formats for everyone. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do all the things. I get overwhelmed. I cannot do all the things. If I can do maybe one feed post a week, one IG live or some kind of video and one reel, I feel awesome. (laughs) That's literally my strategy right there. Mm -hmm. That's my strategy because it's sustainable. You're covering all your bases. Um, and, and it is a pretty good varied amount of content, but I think that one big thing that has changed in my mindset this year, this is the year when I gave myself permission to stop posting every day. Cause I used to post at like seven days a week. I did that for years since 2016, when I started on Instagram mm-hmm. seven days a week for all that time. And now I'm like lucky sometimes if I get one or two posts up, but they're really high leverage pieces of content. I just make sure they're good. Okay. I have a question for you, Okay, but with something you said, I don't want to lose it is you gave yourself permission to stop posting every day. I gave my per- myself permission to stop looking at metrics because Ooh. I found I was looking and listen, metrics are important. They're an indicator of, of how your content is performing and how to change it. But if you are like me and my personality, I was finding I was changing my content or feeling, um, not as good about content if it didn't hit a certain number of views or what was wrong with that content. And I found it really um, stifling my creativity. And I said, you know what, I'm going to just try the next couple with not even looking at the numbers. Uh, It really did bring the joy and the creativity back to me. And so for my personality, I am so glad that I did. I want to hear what happened with your content and reach engagement, all that when you stopped posting every day nothing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Nothing changed. <laughs> okay. Good. Which, 
which is great. So part of why I stopped, a couple of things happened to me in the last like 18 months. Like number one, the <laughs> pandemic, right, was like a big thing. So the things that I used to be able to change to post a lot, I like was not going out like I was and mm-hmm. exploring and like I wasn't I was not I almost like allowed that to <laughs> let me be lazy a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I almost used it as an excuse a little bit. And I think part of that was like, I was so burned out from years of posting. I just needed to take a step back anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I became a mom (laughs) and that (laughs) like, you need two hands on this kid all the time. And now he's running around, he's climbing on the kitchen table. And I'm like, I can't, there's no more like doing a quick post on the fly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a really big thing too. And then the other thing that I'm, I'm actually struggling with a little bit is like, as I um, really focus on mentoring other agents, but also am still a producing real estate agent, I have two very distinct separate ideal, um, like target audiences now. Mm -hmm. And that has made it a little more difficult for me to find a more balanced voice in terms of who I'm speaking to throughout the week. So, so much. And, and all this goes to show is it's okay when your business evolves. It's okay when life changes. Like this is not like a a posting strategy in my mind should not be cemented like in, in stone. It should not be something that is rigid and fixed. And if you don't hit a certain metric, like you've ruined your week and you should just like hold off until next week or something. That's just not the way it is. It's supposed to allow you to like kind of flex, which is why um, those have been such important mindset shifts for me to be able to maintain that creativity kind of like you mentioned, um, but also like get better at it. And so I was really surprised that I did not see any change in my metrics. And in fact, one thing that I noticed is especially with reels, and I wonder, Chelsea, if you've seen this too, um, sometimes it, it takes a while for a video to like gain traction because mm-hmm. I have a video that's going like viral for me right now but it didn't really start picking up traction for like two or three weeks. And now it's like popping off and it has almost 80,000 views. So I haven't personally had that happen, but I've heard from so many people that that is happening. So probably going to happen at some point. Um, But I love that you just talked, I was taking notes while you were, while you were talking. So (laughs) I love that you were talking about mindset shifts and giving yourself permission. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, One of the other things that I want to talk about, because we were just kind of talking about reels and things taking off. And you said, you know, viral for me, let's talk about going viral. <laughs> let's Ooh, talk let's about, that. you know, what happens because both you and I have gone viral. And by the way, that I don't know if it was for you, but it certainly wasn't a goal for me. And I really don't know how people actually with intention go viral. Maybe it's just a magic quality that I don't have, or, you know, I don't know. I, I can't imagine ever going viral intentionally for me. It's always just been some random accidental thing that I I think that's the definition of virality. I think you don't get to determine what goes viral. Yeah. For good or for bad. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And so you just had a video that I ended up seeing on another account and it was just taking off and it was, you know, a comical, uh, look into, you know, the, the day in the life of maybe a realtor on social media type of thing. And, um, yeah. So how did your experience go with that? Oh my God. I, well, first of all, anytime here's my posting strategy around reels. Anytime I find myself laughing really hard at a reel, that's my, cause I just love humor. I love laughing. Like 
I, I love anything funny and I have a really weird sense of humor. So anytime something really makes me laugh, whether it's a sound or a skit or whatever, that's my internal cue. Like, oh, how can I contextualize this for real estate? And so there is this hilarious reel and it's. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I went because I was looking at the audio and it was audio. funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just laughing now. It's this really sad, like muffled crying sound. And you, you know, it was real and somebody was having a really hard time when that audio was taken. And so yeah. I just like thought it was so funny that there's this like human nature to want to make light of even painful situations. And what's more painful than being a realtor where you just go in and you just want to sell houses and you just want to work with your dream clients. And now you have to make these stupid reels and TikToks, right? Wow, but it's relatable because all it of is. us I mean, you could really make that about anything. It could be about being a parent. Oh my God. Uh, it could be about being an entrepreneur, you know, being in real estate and it's, yeah. And it's relatable and it's funny. And I, I did laugh and uh, thought it was fun, but that, you know, there's things like I'm very uh, nervous about going viral for yeah. me. I don't like it. What sometimes what comes along with it, because there's always people. And I know that we've got to grow a thicker skin. If we're going to put ourselves out there, mm-hmm. I still haven't grown it. <laughs> still super sensitive, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, people are just have like really unkind things to say. Yeah. And I did get my fair share of like nasty comments on that because it was reposted to an account that has a massive audience and there's just all walks of life, you know, consuming that content. Mm -hmm. And, and especially when you're talking about like, Oh, how, how sad for us, we have to post reels. There are plenty of real estate agents out there who are like, that's not going to do anything for you. And they want to like throw, you know, throw in their two cents. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I really try to take a step back from any kind of feedback that is not revenue producing feedback, like that's not going to influence my revenue. So like for, for a long time, the only metric that I really paid attention to was how many appointments am I booking? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like beyond that. I don't care how many likes I get. I don't care how many shares I get. I don't care how many views, how many appointments am I booking per week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, so that kind of already allows me just to like see through it. But at the same time, what I think is hilarious is I've made a shit ton of money on Instagram for my real estate business this year. And now these people want to be like, oh, it doesn't work all these realtors and stuff. So I know it works and I've been able to help other real estate agents accomplish that as well. So that just allows me to remind myself, like, listen, this isn't about me. This is about them. And you have to be able to do that because like nothing's personal when it comes to social media, nothing's personal. It's just somebody talking to a wall that's reflecting onto themselves. I'm going to call you the next time that I have someone say something mean and be like, what was that you said? It's not personal. (laughs) It's it's never about you. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, okay. So what do you think is coming for 2022? What do you think is, is going to be the focus if anything, um, other than Facebook becoming (laughs) (laughs) what's that? (laughs) Just kidding. I know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't even have any thoughts around that. I have no idea what to even expect. I have no thoughts yet. Mm -mm. It's weird. Um, In terms of just a general overview, I think that one thing I used to call it, um, I, I struggle with what the word is, but you really do have to have an opinion. I think, um, 
And I think that that's what's going to help gain traction. I think for better or worse, there is a sense of tribalism that's like in social media and people do want to find their tribe. They want to find their community and gone are the days. And we've been talking about this for years that you can just like show up and be like, I'm a real estate agent. This is my service. This is what I do. Yay. And like, wait for the, the, the people to roll in the calls to roll in. It's just not going to work. And I think that, and I wonder if you feel the same, I think that agents who are relying on posting services coming through or buying templates just to have like good stuff to post, that's just not going to work because it's going to water down, water down, water down what is already oversaturated. And I think that what we're seeing that works really well is people who are like identifying their message really well and planting that flag in the ground and just sticking to it. Um, you know, what, what is that word? I know, I know what you're trying to say about like the opinion, you said opinion and yeah, Yeah. I used to, I used to say controversial, but it's not controversial perspective, maybe their own. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, their own unique perspective, but it'll hit us if we stop thinking about it, but yeah, exactly. I agree. I mean, I think there are some incredible resources um, out there to help you be a little bit more efficient. And and certainly outsourcing is a great way to do that. And there are some incredible teams and companies that we both know of that can create really incredible, impactful, value-focused content. It, It gets to be a little bit challenging if, if it's just the same, you know, like, picture of a pumpkin with a logo on it type of yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't think that is probably going to be as effective. Um, I think especially coming out of, of 2020 and 2021, you know, we really kind of have this, this need and this expectation to see the person, to yes. see the brand, to connect with them in a human way through technology um, because that's where we lived and are going to continue to live. So yeah, we have that expectation now. The word is the word I was thinking of was provocative. Oh, okay. So yeah, perspective, provocative. You have to have your own thoughts. You know, your own opinion. Yeah, I think I think that opinions. Yeah, covered that. But like, just showing up with a picture of a house. Yeah, and you know what? Let's talk about the market. What's really going on? What does this mean for you? You know, why did I get in this industry? What's different for me? How do you find you know the right fit? Things like that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think that that's something that you've always been really good about highlighting as well and and helping agents understand how to make that relevant to to their story. Yes, it takes a little bit more work. But again, maybe instead of just feeling like you're posting just to post throughout the week, maybe you do kind of dial in that like one or two really good, well-positioned pieces of content per week and you're good. You know, I I just think that that's going to be where it needs to be. Do you agree? I agree. I I agree. I think, you know, quality over quantity, which... I always tell myself, like, I don't know if you struggle with this, but I am, um, <laughs> I sit down and I'm going to make my, my post or my caption. And so it really takes me a long time. <laughs> like yeah. I'm really obviously overthinking it. I need to like get away from that, but it does take time to, in my, for me anyway, to make sort of that higher quality post. Um, but I am not doing it every day. Um, and yeah, so it, it, I think that being uniquely you and we all have our own perspectives and we all have our own voice. And that's part of the value that we bring. Nobody's going to have your same way of explaining something, even if it's something that many people, or it's just a standard in the industry, you can always put your unique perspective on it. Yeah. Agreed. 
what else are you seeing in 2022 um, that that's going to be a big change? I'm wondering if audio is still going to be a thing, you know, cause like clubhouse had, you know, a meteoric rise. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed clubhouse. Uh, there are some great relationships and people that I met from it and I really like it. Um, and they've made some really, really nice updates that make it really even more user-friendly. Um, and I heard that there's some new something with social audio bites coming out, but I, now I can't remember what the name of it is. So that'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what happens with that. Uh, I, I don't know if I like all of the linking of all the accounts between all the things like Facebook that owns everything. It keeps asking me to like sign up for this and connect this. I will tell you that I personally have had nothing but issues when I've tried to connect stuff. Yeah. I don't know why it's just been a nightmare. Um, I can't to this day even access messages from my Facebook business page because it forced me to set up a connection between like business suite and that, and then business suite doesn't work on my phone. It gives me an error code, like nothing works. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that, but I also kind of think to myself, okay, they had a really great rollout with Instagram reels. So obviously they've learned a few things. What happened on Facebook? It I personally feel like the worst rollout ever because I posted a reel um, to Facebook and I couldn't find it. No idea where it lived. It didn't live on my profile. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to go to the main menu settings, click on reels. Then it took me to a real speed. I had to click on my profile picture and then it took me to it. I was just like, this is super confusing. And I'm not sure what's happening because I feel like, didn't you have like a year of practice <laughs> on Instagram to right, kind of right. like, you know, make this happen. So I think that we're definitely going to see them trying to push that. I don't know what will happen. I still don't see very many reels. Like what I do see is like, you have to scroll all, all the way down and then find the reels thing and then click into it. And yeah. So I'm um, probably not the best person to speak on anything Facebook because I had to like remove myself from Facebook. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time there as much. No. I just don't have the time anyway. And I, I really just like to be on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do check in every now and then, and I have some fabulous Facebook groups. I love Facebook groups. I yeah. think that's a helpful, great community. You know, if you're interested in a particular niche, um, but yeah, so we're going to see what happens with, <laughs> with meta <laughs> over yeah. the next year. We'll see. Yeah. I think that for me, the principle that always guides me is like the Pareto principle, right? Like the 80, 20 rule. And it's like, what, I, like what you spend 20% on gives 80% of the results. Like there's a specific portion of your time that gives you the highest leverage results. And, and because of that, I've just never been a Facebook user. And a lot of times people ask me like, what role does it play? And I'm like, what? I don't know. I haven't logged in since like 2018. Um, but it's just my favorite. I mean, it's a very yeah. viable uh, platform, obviously, as the most people on it, there's yeah, all yeah. kinds of things that you can do with it. So, um, you know, Groups I love groups yeah. I love, but posting for reach and trying to develop out like other connections within my audience, mm -hmm. my people just don't tend to be there. They tend to be in other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really am just a lurker on TikTok. I don't post anything over there. I just, you know, watch and the man, the creativity on that platform. I just, it's people are funny. Oh my gosh. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. So maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of 
you know, that energy and creativity on Instagram reels. I feel like Instagram reels has, has, you know, um, gotten better, like with the content, uh, over the first year. So I am seeing that too. (laughs) There were some really cringe pieces of content that came out when reels. I'm sure sure I put some cringy. Yeah. Not great. Cause I'm like, is this thing working? What am I doing? (laughs) Well, back, back to the provocative, like, um, mention, I guess one thing that I'm starting to see on TikTok, which I imagine is going to spill over into reels is I'm seeing just face like selfie form videos and somebody just sharing a message, somebody literally talking. And there's actually a guy, you and I are local in the same market. There's a guy in our market, this dude, I don't want to age him. Okay. But he's not the age group that you typically would expect to see on TikTok. He's probably in his Mm sixties. He's been in real estate for a while dude is creating an amazing audience on TikTok. And all it is, is him sharing little 30 to 60 second clips of talking about different aspects of the market. Mm -hmm. And he is addressing some of the more like provocative ideas of like, oh, the housing market's going to crash. Oh, this, oh, that. And he's dismantling it in a really well-spoken way. And there's nothing necessarily creative or entertaining there's about no flashy it. editing. There's yeah. no music, no trend. Yeah, absolutely. I am seeing the same thing. Um, I am absolutely seeing people make a huge impact with, you know, basically answering questions or topics about their level of expertise and, you know, very concise, very specific situations. Yeah. Yeah. And because I mean, yeah, you can have fun and, and have like a trending song that might get you potential for more views. But at the end of the day, you said it, how many appointments are you getting? Right. You got a million views. Did that bring you any business? I don't know. So, yeah, Yeah. I think that we're going to start seeing that change a lot in reels, which is exciting. So I've been testing with that on TikTok and on reels, um, just sharing like talking head videos on very specific messaging um, and trying to get a little bit more targeted in in who I'm speaking to. Um, So I think that's one big thing that I'll be testing in 2022 as well. I love it. I think I'll probably do that too. So I'll wait, I'll let you test it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'll report back. Report back and let us know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, is there anything that we haven't covered or anything else that we need to touch on before I let you go? Cause I do want to be a good steward of your time. So much. I mean, I, I just, my head is spinning all the time when it comes to social media, which in some sense, I guess is like great job security. <laughs> Things are always changing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, we've, talk about this a lot. I think micro video is really here to stay. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, whether that's in stories or that's TikTok or reels or reels on Facebook or wherever it's going to go next. So, um, you know, I don't want people to feel like they have to abandon a strategy that they love and, or that's working for them. If it's both, that's great. If you're doing something you love and is working, that's the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are a long form video maker, if you are audio and you're a podcasting, if you love to write, it doesn't mean you have to abandon all that. And then, oh my gosh, now I got to figure out how to do to reels and TikToks. but thinking about how can you maybe work that in once in a while, Um, I think it's so important for us to show up because now we have this expectation that if we don't see someone there, why not? Or the way that we just, Mm -hmm. our brains make decisions so quickly with just one piece of data, this person has 30 videos. This person has one, well, let me call the person with 30 videos first. So, you know, it's just so interesting to see like how our brains get triggered by that. And so, um, I definitely think that, you know, video is not anything new, but it's, it's definitely going to be continuing on. 
Yeah, I agree. It is an important factor of credibility for a lot of people who spend a lot of time on social media, which is overwhelmingly like the majority of the the adult population, especially those who are transacting right now. Mm-hmm. And your your friend um, Dustin, I think, massive agent, mm-hmm. he made an a really interesting um, statement a little while ago, and it was addressing how some people don't want to show up on video. And he said, "Well, if you don't like the way you show up on video, just know that's the way you look in real life." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's Which how I was like, Ooh. I still don't believe that. I still don't believe that my voice sounds like this in real life. When I hear it on like, a, you know, on, on like a phone or a podcast, yeah. like, it's not me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yes, I agree. And it is something that we all, we're all human and we all, yeah, yeah. you know, we're our worst critics. We have imposter syndrome. I get it. You know, my answer is just don't watch yourself back it's not the best answer, right? Cause you could probably improve mm-hmm. if you watched yourself and, and saw areas that you could grow from. But I'm one of those people. I didn't watch myself for five years because I knew that I would pick it apart and I wouldn't want to do it. And I would just be so um, anxious before I would hit that button that I just wouldn't do it. So yeah, I mean, it's not the best way to go about it, but it is a way to go about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just think that it's a silly reason to hold yourself back from joining everyone in 2021 and 2022 and beyond who are going to take advantage of this incredible movement. You know, I think what, what was a positive, you know, if I can say about like technology and zoom usage is we all kind of had to get on some kind of camera in the last 18 months. Right. Um, so it does, it does help you get a little bit more conditioned to seeing yourself and hearing yourself. So, um, hopefully people aren't as hesitant because a lot of us have really only communicated, uh, for the vast, you know, majority of the last two years through the, this device. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that that's a really interesting way to put it too. Um, well, lots of change coming, lots of interesting things to see. Maybe we can touch base like mid-year next year and wow. see, see how sure. things are shaken out. I love it. Let's do it. Where can um, people find you if they have not connected with you before? Yes, places Instagram. You are welcome to send me a DM. All my information is in my bio. I've got links there too. And um, that's the best place to connect with me. I'm on all the places by my first and last name, but that is going to be the place that I would recommend everyone go. Okay. Fabulous. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well, but thank you so much for hanging out with me today, Chelsea. It's always a breath of fresh air to have you on the show. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. I really enjoy being on the show. Thanks for tuning in. High five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.